hello everybody, welcome to episode 175, it's 1, it's 7, it's 5, it's the ENS Wolves Podcast. I'm your host Nathan Judah, I'm delighted to be in the same room as this young gentleman, this fine sculpture of a human being, Mr Joe Edwards. How is it going? The season is upon us. I feel like it's just yesterday that we were finishing, well it actually was. Um, Are you refreshed? Are you hungry? Are you revitalised? Uh, I don't know about refreshed. Um, I'm always hungry. Um, you are always hungry. Yeah. You've inhaled something this morning in the office. I don't yeah. know what it was. Some kind of croissant. Some kind of, a yeah. croissant. Yeah. Didn't, didn't last long, to be fair to it. No, I, I, I need to kind of rein that in because I, I, you saw this first hand in Germany when I was eating the schnitzel. Yeah. I just eat very quick. You do uh, eat very quickly. I eat very quick. You I mean, finish. You finish way before me and Spears. You and Spears were still, I don't know, halfway through your schnitzel. Yeah, yeah. And mine was all down my mouth, in my stomach, and ready to go. And I, I even had some of your uh, bratwurst as well. <laughs> <laughs> I need to play that back again. <laughs> oh, dear so, me. Yeah, so, it's so, a PG show, Joe. Oh uh, well. So, so I am. Um, you've got to chew. You've got to chew. And yeah. you know, you're young. You're you're, you're a young teeny bopper. Um, you know, your metabolism's all over the place. When, when you get into to my kind of age and it's slowing down, you've got to chew a little bit more. Mm. You've got to kind of let it settle in your stomach. You've got to drink a lot more water because because it'll tell. It'll tell back in the day. You can process it fine these days, mate. I don't know. I, I feel like I've got a bit of, a few pounds to shift, I think. I, this kind of lockdown weight mm-hmm. that I've added has not kind of fell away as of yet. It's just been kind of gradually added to. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, though, with these with these games coming thick and fast, mm. I know you take your salmon in a box or No, whatever. I can't be a bit salmon in a box, mate. You wait till I open up my little tumbler oh, this afternoon. God. Oh, mate. But for me, you know, an away trip to Sheffield United screams off screams a service station stop and a mm. Burger King or a Mackey's, as does... West Ham away, especially on a Sunday night, because especially when you're coming back, where, where mm. else is going to be open other than Mackey's? Yeah, so, but Mackey's do salads, mate. They do salads, but nobody in the right mind eats them, do they? Well, I mean, I've had a couple of McDonald's salads back in the day, maybe smash a couple in. No? Not when they've got the double quarter pounder on offer, mate. So ah, know, just... ah, <laughs> ah, ah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, mate. Like, I went to where. Uh, well, we, uh, I was supposed to go to Switzerland, got cancelled with the old the old air bridges um, coming down, so I was going to go for a few days there, so I ended up going to Middlesbrough, as you do, you know? Well, nice. comsy comsay, uh, well, it's pretty much the same. Absolutely, 100% the same. So, uh, had a nice little couple of days visiting uh, uh, my old haunts mate in Yarm, stayed at Rockcliffe Hall, which is where, uh, where Middlesbrough trained, yeah. so uh, it was nice to have a wander around, got some ice cream. I saw that thing with like, the lemon on top. Lemon top pasitos, mate, very, very famous gold medal ice creams. Uh, in in my in my old my old hometown. Can you get a gold medal for ice cream? Oh mate, this is a gold medal. This is this is honestly emotionally good. It's like a lemon curd kind of a topping. Mm. So they do your normal ninety nine on like the Mister Whippy. I prefer Mister Whippy. I don't want a scoopy. I like a Mister Whippy yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And uh, and then they've got a separate machine where they put this lemon top on it. But it's it's delicious. It's so refreshing. But it just blends in so well. And it's been it's been there for 40, 50, 60 years. It's on the mm. front, Red Car Beach. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. So yeah, nailed that. Nailed some fish and chips. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a three-course meal with some uh, some nice little rice pudding. Delicious. Rice pudding. I had bread. I had bread. So I yeah. You, you've ate normal food. I've had normal food, mate. For <laughs> I've, to be honest, to be honest, I've had normal food now for about a month, and uh, I kind of lost about ten pounds in lockdown working hard, and I've probably put on about seven. So it's time now to go. And you might want to do this as well, Joe. Yeah. Intermittent fasting time. So you you eat between twelve and eight. Am I twelve correct? and eight, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah twelve yeah. and eight. So an eight hour period. And to, to be honest, the morning bit is okay for me because you can have a coffee. But yeah, yeah. I don't mind not eating in the morning till twelve. I'm not a big breakfast guy. Anyway. No, it's not. It's not huge. I can wait till twelve to my first meal, and then you know, as long as you eat, you can eat quite a lot, but just eat it kind of within that eight hour period. But the hardest bit for me is after eight o'clock. Oh yeah. And you, you're hanging around. You're watching a show. And you just want to, you want a snack, you want to feel something, you want to, mm. you, you know. I don't want a peppermint tea, you know. I want I want a bag of you know Doritos or a little yeah. a little ice cream or something like that, a little bit of sweetness. So that's that's the hardest for me. But I guess the 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 easy answer is go to bed. 
Yeah, I don't think I'd ever want a peppermint tea, never mind after eight. No, um, especially when we're doing like night games as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you're driving back and you're like, what have you got? Oh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> McDonald's, what would you like? I'll have, a, I'll have an Americano, please. Yeah, not great. No. But, so, so we, the, I mean, the season's come. I mean, I, I mean, uh, you mentioned there about you having your week off. I think I'm going to be missing a couple of games no. towards the end of the month. What? Um, just to have, have a bit of time. Um, mm. But yeah, it's... Uh, you've got to be ready and it's the same for the players you've got to be ready it's been a short break but um, I'd imagine you know they're going to make the best of it and hopefully start off with a win 100% mate I'll tell you what I started off with a win yesterday okay ghetto golf have you ever done that I haven't actually been I mean I mean pretty much everybody else bar me has gone it seems it's good mate it's good yeah. I think they've got them all over the country but there's one in Birmingham, Birmingham. Um, in like Gibbs Street which is uh Kind of like Digbeth, Digbeth yes. way, like custard factory way. Mate, it? yeah, custard factory, exactly. exactly. I, I mean, I've I've been once, but I forgot how good it was. But it is very good. Tended to get in. My mum's here with me for the week, so took her, took the missus. Yeah. Did a little eighteen holes. All kind of like graffiti everywhere for people who don't know. The holes are really unique and all different themed each hole. Mm. So you like, you know, you you you're in a jungle and then all of a sudden you you you're on like a proper bus and you and you're playing your hole there. So it's very good. Yeah. I, I like it. So it's quite good, but um. I forget that it's sometimes it's a little bit edgy. So I'd let my mum go through to see the holes before we did because it's nice to see her. Yeah. So we get to the fourth hole and uh, she goes she goes around the corner and she goes, Oh! 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 <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, has she fallen over? Or, oh, you know what's wrong? You know, she's getting on a bit now, 67, 68. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, oh God. So I run around the corner and uh, she's got a ball down and she's looking at the hole and I forgot. She got to hit it through three pink dildos. <laughs> Like, oh no. <laughs> so the first shot is past these dildos. Second shot you got to put it through a sex swing. And I'm like, oh no. But uh But yeah, that's basically what get what ghetto golf is. But but decent yeah, mate, yeah, but yeah. one one easy, thirteen shots. Absolute massacre. Oh, absolute well, massacre. Absolutely wiped the floor with the competition, yeah. Um Taylor Ross is wiping the floor with the competition. Wolverhampton Wanderers <laughs> this week. Um and also not just not just domestic competition, international competition because We've got to lead off with. And that was just a national anthem. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Round of applause, Connor Cody. Brilliant. It was. It was, it was great. England uh, International and game was utter tripe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. England were utter garbage. He was head and shoulders for me. Man of the match. Absolute pleasure. Did not put a foot wrong. No, and the, the biggest thing you can say is that he took everything that he does so well at Wolves and applied it to the international stage. And I think a lot of players, even a player of Cody's experience, it's such a big thing to have an England call. And you could, you know, easily fall into being a bit of a rabbit in headlights mm. and thinking, oh, God, this is a big occasion. I kind of go into my shell a little bit. And I thought it was over. Honestly, I thought I thought his time had passed. Yeah, well, I'd see, and it, I mean, as. You know, he, he says that he'd he hadn't, but maybe even in the back of his mind, he mm. might have thought it as well. Um, but it just from from the first whistle, it, again, the only thing you could hear was him yeah. organising, encouraging, you know, telling others where to be. I mean, telling others we've a lot more international experience exactly, yeah. where to be. But yeah. it, you know, that that is just Conor Cardi's character. It's not it's not anything rude or anything no. like that. But he's just a born leader. If he hadn't said sent Boo to a goose for two seasons or three seasons at Wolves and then he'd gone and do that, you'd be like, oh, he's trying to put on a show. But that's exactly how he is. And I think that's why it works so well for him because this is what you get and what we've seen yeah. for the last three to four, three, three seasons with Conor Cody. So the fact that other people are seeing it, you see some of their nationals going, oh, Conor Cody was very loud because they're never at a bloody game because they're all covering Man U or Man City or your big games. Oh, this guy's actually not bad, is he? Yeah. So we all knew what, how, how good he was. And we're just so delighted that he did himself justice. And, you know, not just the way that he play but the way he spoke before the way he spoke after I mean yeah. Gareth Southgate he loves those kind of characters the people who you're gonna you know you can rely on who's gonna who, who you know I mean you saw all the problems with the media and some of the players anyway in and around it but someone who stood up being counted and that was a breath of fresh air for him and for England I think and I don't know anyone who wasn't rooting for Conor Cody no I think he's really boosted his chances of being involved going forward I mean mm. it's a great time to be coming into the setup ahead of the you know the Euros next summer and 
I mean, the, the one thing that maybe went against him is that England didn't exactly shine in that 3-4-3 system. But they didn't exactly shine in a 4-3-3 no, against, no. against Iceland either. So, um, I, I think Cody's done enough to, to keep himself in the reckoning going forward. I mean, Gareth Safegate afterwards just kept saying how excellent he was. And it is a breath of fresh air. I mean, not only at Wolves, but now at England. You've got an actual leader who speaks and you can hear and he, he and stands up and, and be counted. I mean, there's so many captains these days. I mean, obviously Harry Kane uh, for England, but they're more of a, like a lead by example type. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But they, you know, you just see the Sanders that they set in training and they just kind of go about their business and they're kind of a role model to aspire to that way. But, you know, Connor is a bit of a throwback in that sense. He's a, he's a captain that will tell you where to be, he'll encourage you, he'll give you a pat on the back when you need it, he'll give you a kick up the arse when mm, you need it mm, as well. Mm. And um, I think that's why he works so well, because I don't think really, you know, we're not just talking about his, you know, he gets there on merit as a player as yeah. well because of his ability. But I don't think there's anybody really in that England squad who will kind of get somebody and G them up mm. in the way that Cody does. So I think he's really boosted his chances of being a you know a fixture going forward really oh, for, for England. I think he's got. I mean, if he has another good season, another solid season, if you're Gareth Southgate, whether you're playing three at the back or two at the back, I think he's got a great chance of going to the Euros because yeah. not only that, but he is going to be someone you can you can even if he's not in that starting lineup. He is not going to argue. He is going to give you 100% of the training ground. He is going to support every single person on that pitch and get them, you know, especially in that camp and if they're going to be in a bubble and they're doing this different scenarios, you want characters like Connor Cody, individuals like that, who you know, I'm not saying it's a second, you know, second man in charge or third man in charge, but you can, you, you know that you can leave the youngsters with them and he's going to be a shining example. He's always going to back you. Exactly, he's a, he's a standard bearer, and if anybody's slacking below the line, then he'll tell him, yeah. and you know, not, not dig him out or things like that, but he'll remind him, right, this is the way we do things, and this is how it's got to be. And you know, even though it's his only his first time at England senior level, he's come up through the the, the the age groups. He's played with Harry Kane and Eric Dyer previously at youth level, so he's not a complete stranger to it. And that showed in his performance. Really, he just took to it like a duck to water. And it was brilliant to see because we've said it so many times. Nobody deserves it more, but um, you know, I think really, you know, he's done, he's done, he couldn't have done anything more, really. So I think he's got every chance of it being more than just one captain. People saying future England captain. I mean, I think, <laughs> I think, look, there was only one captain on the pitch of the night, and it was yeah. Connor Cody, you yeah. know. But he doesn't need that. He doesn't need the whole situation. No. Of course, you know, maybe one day that would be unbelievable. But I think the fact that he's done himself proud, well. Even if he never wins another England cap again, and I don't think he, I don't I don't think that will be the case. I think he will win more yeah, yeah. caps, absolutely. But the fact that he's done that and come from where you know almost getting bombed out uh, five years ago and fans not bothered really about him whether he left you know, under Kenny or not to 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 come and see it's almost like it's almost like the Wolves evolution as well that he's had this evolution at the same time to go to to go and play England. And, you know, it's great to see all the Portugal lads and, and getting in, but to have a homegrown player come in. And make your debut and be so proud. And you know he was as proud as punch. I mean that yeah. that shirt, that cat was going up in his in it, you know, in his house. It's yeah. uh, that's an amazing feeling for him and his family. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't been blessed with Wolves players playing for England, have we? I mean, obviously Matt Jarvis was the last, and that was, that was great. But he, he only came off came off the bench. I mean, you know, the the, the last time we had somebody start was Bully yeah. in nineteen ninety. So it, it it's been it's been a long time coming, but there's not there's now a better candidate than uh, than, than Cody. Been brilliant and showed exactly why he's been so good at Wolves at international stage. So yeah, re- really proud of him. He did, he did did everybody connected with Wolves and himself uh, very very proud. So last week Doc leaving and uh, and the away shirt unveiling in inverted commas. Uh, <laughs> this week we've, we've we've got Connor Cody playing for England and wham bam thank you ma'am three un dos tres un deux trois eins wide dry. I think that's all I've got. What what what's Portugal? What's Portuguese? Ah. Uh, uh. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> signings. New signings uh, at Molyneux. And uh, look, they needed them. And, uh, and, and you know, look, Fosin have... Let's talk about, talk about, you know, not spending money and, and the current climate and the difficult times. Well, well, cheers, boys, because we've absolutely smashed our transfer record <laughs> on an 18-year-old lad, a striker who's, who, you know, 
has got a massive future about him. I don't think too many people know too much about him. Joe, Fabio Silva is a wolf. Can you tell us a little bit about about what you make of the signing and what, what fans can expect on the pitch, game time and, and also style? Well, we, we've alluded to it a few times that obviously Wolves brought in Patrick Catrani last summer and I think the idea was to supplement Jimenez, support Jimenez with the eventual goal of perhaps overtaking Jimenez and taking on that role. Wasn't the right person in the end, he never settled. Um, but now you've got an 18-year-old lad. Now he's, he's, he's not played a lot of games, of course, but scored a lot of goals at, uh, at junior level and you know, been very highly touted by anybody who speaks about him and... I think it is the ideal candidate, really, to, to support Jimenez, to learn from Jimenez, to to be guided by Nuno. And, of course, there's a, a big Portuguese contingent there anyway. I mean, with Vitinha as well now, it's probably 10 or 11, I think. Crazy, that, yeah. That massive got in the books. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's huge. So, I don't think there'll be any problems with him settling in. I mean, with Vitinha coming in, he's, he, that, that's... You know, somebody who's pretty much the same age and has played at the Porto. You know, he's got a, he's got a friend there straight away. Not that they wouldn't welcome him with open arms, but it will make that transition all the more easier. And um, yeah, I don't think we're going to see him starting every week uh, at first. And I think there's got to be an element of patience with this guy. But um, I think it makes I think it makes sense. I mean, the, the, it is a lot of money. It's a lot of money for anyone these days. Um, I mean, Ollie Watkins has gone to Villa for what? Massive money. For massive money. You're paying massive money for anyone of a striker of a certain age these days. So, um, but his record isn't outstanding. No, it's and not. And he's, he's hardly played senior football, really. No. So, so what what makes him? And you know, you might go on to about about the fee and how that's all divided up and divvied up. We obviously did a story yesterday, but but why such a huge amount for someone who, on paper. Is, is is pretty impro- unproven. Well, I think the the big thing that they would have looked at is the Joao Felix situation at, at Benfica. I know it's not because it's applied for one player that it'll apply for everyone, but these are two young players with very kind of similar touts, you know, the similar kind of standing. And where Felix had one breakthrough season at Benfica, and he's been sold to Atletico Madrid for a, a, a fee that could go mm. up to 113 million euros. Well, pounds actually, so even more in euros. So it's, you know, I think Wolves are trying to think. Well, we're, we're getting in ahead of the curve here. I mean, there was talk of about 125 million release clause for Silva. I mean, so if he played for Porto this season, for example, scores 20 okay. goals, 20 goals, then you've missed the bounce. Yeah. So it, Porto, it seems like it need the money mm. as well. You know, they seem to be in a bit of a financial uh, trouble that they could could need the funds as well. So I think. You know, it was a move that, you know, getting now, getting getting for a, it is an expensive price, but mm. it's it's less than what it could have been. It, equally, it may not work out, and you may have paid over the odds, but because of his age and because of his standing and because of his potential, even if it was that it didn't exactly work out, sure. so I think he could recoup. You know, a fair chunk of that fee anyway. So a fair chunk of that fee, a fair chunk of that fee has gone to um, gone to a few agents, Joe, as well. Yeah. I mean, look, this isn't anything new. This is something no. that happens all the time. Everybody knows the the, the close relationship that, that that Mendes has got with Wolves, with Fosun, with 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 you know some of the the biggest clubs in the world. Yeah, and and the players. Um, this is nothing new. I just guess you know when you see figures on on, on a page, it kind of jumps out to you. Yeah, and and there is a. I'm not going to say an over-reliance on Mendes, but it seems like he's brokering 99% of Wolves' deals at this moment in time. You know, with with Thelwell gone, and, and and I'm not saying Dalrymple was involved in, in recruitment, but, you know, it's, it's Jeff Shee, it's it's guest a few, it's Fosun. This seems to be the way forward now. Um, it, it is a lot of money, and it is um, the world that we live in. Yeah. Some, it doesn't sit right for people, and you can understand that to a certain extent. But at the same time, Wolves have reaped the rewards, and this will not be a new deal. And and you know, players have come into the club who have done fantastic. And you know, if if, if an agent gets that, but he's at, at, at Wolves, then and, and he does the business, then people don't mind, do they? Well, sure, we'll become football agents. I think we're in the wrong absolutely, point yeah, trade, aren't yeah. We? yeah. But it, it is kind of the the dumb thing, and no matter you know what you think about it, right or wrong, I mean, it, it does happen in the game. I mean, we've seen before Paul Pogba. I think Minarayala took what was it about twenty million of that? Yeah. Of that to United fee might have even been even more than that. So um, it does happen. I mean, 
you know, it's it's nothing new, but it obviously did a story on it because it, it was quite worth, newsworthy. You're paying, you know, thirty five million for for a club record fee, and but that's the Paul Pogba is one of the at the time was one of the best midfielders in the world and proven in French international yeah, and World yeah. Cup winner. Then you've got someone like Fabio Silva who hasn't kicked a ball really in anger. Yeah, exactly. So um, it, you know, nine million of the the thirty five million is going to agents. Um, around six point four million pound um, to Mendes's just a few agency and um, another about two point seven uh, to um, STV, uh, who are the actual agency that represent mm. um, Silver Mendes. I think as as is often the case. I mean, really between the lines with these sort of deals comes in uh, brokers of the deals. Even though if he, he's not directly the player's agent, he, yeah. you know he's brought in to kind of get these deals over the line. So yeah, it's. Um, it's it's one that does catch your eye, but ultimately, if if Silva turns out to be mm. a success at Molyneux and scores yeah. the goals, then nobody really bats an eyelid. Um, but it, it's worth it's worth considering. You know, it's it's there. I mean, Porto shared the accounts with um, you know the, the the Portuguese kind of stock commission, and you know they're they're there to be seen. So sure. you know, it's all out in the open. There's no suggestion that, that you know that there's any kind of wrongdoing here. This is just I think this is just the the way that the deal is, and um, yeah, it's it's just kind of the nature of the beast, I guess. And and from a, from a playing point of view for Fabio Silva, we expect him to to be on the bench on Monday night. I, I, I would assume. I, I um, think so. At Sheffield United, um, and, and I'm almost certain we'll see him against Stoke in the Carabao Cup. I think that's a perfect time. Isn't perfect it? time, you know. To, there's obviously you know, not pressure. There'll be no fans in the in the, not that, you know fans are great. I mean, I'm sure they want fans in the in the stadium, but you know that's the kind of time we'll see him play. I'm sure get 90 minutes. How much do you think we'll see him this season? Yeah. Apart from let's say. Let's say he's going to come on for Raul. I mean, people say he's going to come on for Raul, but it's very difficult when you're chasing a game or you're level to take your best player off the pitch at 75 minutes. So I'm not too sure that we'll see Raul, especially with no uh, no European games to think about, have too many breaks. Uh, you know, he's, he does like playing 90 minutes, all strikers do. You know, he's on penalties, you want your best player, and you, get him, you take Raul off the 75 minutes and, and you get a penalty in the 82nd minute and never misses it, then you, you know he's going to get the criticism and it's going to be Nuno. So... I'm not too sure that we'll see a lot of replacements like that unless he's unless he's flat out. Could you see him coming on as a as a second striker to supplement Raul, or yeah. or, or maybe 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 you do think Raul's going to get a bit more of a break this season? Um, no, I think I think Raul, and especially the kind of character that he is. I mean, he's not silly. He wouldn't play through stuff that he couldn't play through. But I mean, he's, he's had a broken wrist for what two years, yeah, and he's yeah. played through that. I mean, he barely had a preseason last summer. He's played pretty much the whole way through. He just loves playing and he loves scoring goals. And when you're when you're a striker at, at full confidence, why not? So I think it's more of a case of not necessarily replacing him, like well in games or mm. stuff like that, but just kind of supporting him, playing it. I think you've got more scout to play a three-five-two mm. now. And it's a huge project as well for Nuno, isn't he, to, to on the training ground to get him ready and to get him prepared to come into any environment. Exactly. So, like, I, I, Wolves obviously had the scout to play three-five-two anyway. But if you were playing with Jimenez and Jota, um, I mean, we saw against Sevilla that Traore and Jimenez played as a two. I don't really like Traore as one of the two. I don't think that accentuates his strengths. It's not his game holding the ball up and things like that. So, if I, I think at Sheffield United, I'd personally go with Jimenez and Jota as the front two. Um, but then you've got Silver to come on f- if one of them's not exactly at it, or you know, or you can switch to a three, and then perhaps Silver kind of maybe can shift in and is the kind of false nine or something like that. I just think you know it, it gives you more options, and I think with not having the Europa, I think it, it, had you got the Europa, he would have made more starts. Mm. But um, I think you know this first season, I think it will be a bedding in period, and. You know, I, I, maybe he doesn't make a, a great number of starts. I probably has the guess at around ten. I think that that might be a good look. Ten, ten starts total. Ten Premier League starts. Ten starts total. Yeah. I'd say. Um, you know, Premier League starts upwards of five, maybe. But but I mean, let's let's worst case scenario. Touch wood, this doesn't happen. But let's say Raul gets injured. Let's say he gets injured yeah. for a, an extended period of time. I don't know, three weeks or whatever. Would 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 Silver be the person if he's done okay? Or I guess it's maybe wait and see. To come in like for like for for Raúl, or would you say it could be a combination of a Traore, a Pudenza, you know, a Jota at, at this time? And they still wouldn't really go with with Silver until they knew he was one hundred percent ready. I think Dool. I don't think he'll be like um, 
anything like a compiling situation where we just don't see him at all. Like, I think he's going to be firmly involved and I think if there was an injury to him and as I think he would be pretty much first in line. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see how it pans out. It's, um, it's a signing that you know, it's a lot of money, but it, it's 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 an unconventional one in a way where he's not the ready-made uh, product and he's got a lot of learning to do. He's he's 18 years of age and as we've seen with new now, signings can be bedded in fairly slowly. So what were you doing when you were 18? What was I doing? I was I was here actually. Oh yeah. I joined, <laughs> well, yeah. No, I I um I actually um came up on me LinkedIn yesterday. I've, I've been here for six years now. Six years. Yes. Were you here before me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I started as an apprentice when I was seventeen. Oh wow! So yeah, September fourteen is when I started. So yeah, I would have been yeah a few months into my tenure here when I was eighteen. Yeah, Jesus, going down faces every night, pretty much. Well, so Friday, oh, Friday, with your dodgy ID, with your dodgy ID. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, he's, he's eighteen. He's, it's a lot of pressure, but I think he'll I think he'll rise to it and hopefully uh, bang in the gold. I mean, my main decision when I was 18 was choosing between a beef chow mein and a chicken fried rice. Or both. Or both, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know, there Take you go, easy, there you both. go, there you go. A bit of sweet and sour chicken, there's your lunch, there's your dinner, there's your, there, there's your lunch for the next day, heat, heat it up. Happy days. There you go. And I was a happy guy. I was a, yeah. I was a big guy, but I was a happy guy. Tell us as a happy guy, I'm not a big guy, but maybe a, maybe a strong guy, yeah. maybe, a, maybe an angry guy. <laughs> uh, let, let's, go, let's, go for, let's go for the new left, Centre back, left wing back, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Marcel. Yeah. Um, no, we don't go too much about. You know, no. we've, we've gone into silver quite a lot, but but we're going to talk. Obviously, let's let's go to Marcel. Um, look, obviously, you know, um, a lot more experience, a hell of a lot more experience than you've got in, in silver. Played a Champions League semi final. Um, knows the game, and I guess has been brought in. Maybe not. Maybe not the star centre back. That we that, that fans were hoping for at this moment in time. Yeah. Uh, but someone who who's been about a bit. Yeah, and and it's a signing at completely the other end of the spectrum, isn't it? To Silver, Silver's a long-term project, and Marcel, somebody who can can come in and do a job for a year or two, I think. I mean, he's 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 on he's on a two-year contract that could well be extended come at the end of the two years. But it, you know, this is a signing for the for the here and now, really, to kind of you know to come in and just bolster the squad and you know perhaps start. I mean, be interesting to see what happens with the left wing back role, especially at Sheffield United. My personal inkling would be that Vinagra still gets the nod, but. Um, We'll have to see on that one, but um, yeah, Leon he been there for three years. Um, you know, played on the left of a de- defensive three, played left wing back, played left back in a four. Um, he's played in Turkey, he's played in Portugal. He's been there, got the t-shirt really, and and at one point eight million, it's a it's a no-brainer. I mean, there's no there's no sell-on value, but yeah. for that, I mean, you get two years of service, of solid service. Then it's it, it's it's a uh, it's a no-brainer. It's a solid piece of business, and you know, I, I think it, it, it might be a no-frill signing in some respects. Mm. But I think it's a solid addition, and uh, it, it brings that versatility that Wolves love. If, if Vinagra does start, and let's say he starts well, and you know, says I, I would assume keeps his place in in that back three, then can you see can you see Sais being the one most at threat from yeah. this signing? I think so. It, 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 Sounds like he's all kind of like left left sided. It'd be interesting to see what they do with Sais and Bolly. I, I think Sais has still kind of got that slot on the left. I, I think still and Bolly on the right. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say Sais is the one. Um, but equally, I mean, I know we talk about upgrading Sais and things. I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be starting the season with with Sais or with Marcel. I mean, they, you know, they're they're two fiery characters. It seems I think they're both probably good for a booking. Yeah, um, yeah. Judging by what Marcel's been saying and looking at his uh, card record, but uh, yeah, I think he. It, it, it's just you know, as where Silva is a signing that's a bit bold and a bit, you know, some might say he's a bit brash. I think. Um, Marcel is just sensible, really. It's just a steady Eddie, and you can't really complain. Right, uh, Jordao uh, gone out on loan. Morgan Gibbs White's gone out on loan, uh, and Vitinha's come in. So they needed somewhere maybe a bit more strengthening that central midfield. Yeah, um, and that's exactly what they've got. Again, young, um, but uh, alone with a view to buy, which has worked out pretty well in the past. Yeah, I, I said it on the video with you. I thought this kind of loan to buy era might have passed walls by, but. You know, if you can still use it, I mean, it, it's pretty much a, again, it, it, the ball's in Wolves' is court. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's very little risk on their part. If he doesn't cut it on the loan, then he goes back. Or if he if he if he's very good, then you buy him. So 
Um, yeah, again, he's he's pretty unproven. He's a young player. Um, again, taking advantage of that Porto situation, it seems. You know, then being in a bit of trouble. But um, yeah, he's he's an attack-minded midfielder, and I think I think you know a fair few would have said that would have like a, a bit more of a creative player to come into the middle of the park, whether he's ready to influence games and win games for you just yet. I mean, the jury's out over that, but. Um, I think everybody will welcome welcome him with open arms, and um, fingers crossed he, he can be that bridge between you know attacking midfield and um, c- come up with some goals and assists. So three signings so far. Uh, I asked the the fans uh, yesterday, how do you rate Wolves' transfer business so far in this window? Uh, the four answers available were superb, very good, so so, and underwhelming. Two and a half thousand people voted to date. What would you say is the, uh, the the winning or the the leading uh, verdicts from superb, very good, so so, and underwhelming? Very good. Fifty nine percent. So six out of ten people think very good, so so. Thirty three percent. Yeah. Um, superb six percent, underwhelming two percent. Look, Joe, I mean, these are signings. I mean, especially the silver one is a big balls out signing, yeah. and it's one two. If it doesn't work out, they're going to get they're going to get quite a lot of comeback for. Yeah. The only thing that I would say at this moment in time, and there is over twenty days left in this transfer window. It's a long, long time. Twenty days of which we could see we could see no one come in. We could see one. We could see two. We could see more than two. So you know, but I'm saying at this moment in time, I'm a little bit. I'm not saying I'm underwhelmed. I'm not, but I'm a little bit. I'm not going to go overboard and say I'm very excited because from the Looking at the the squad and the first eleven who finished last season, and the first eleven who's going to start this season, for me, it's it's not changed. I mean, take Johnny out of it; it's actually slightly weaker. Yeah. So that's where I'm. You can look at it in the short. I think in the long term, very good. Yeah. In the short term, I would say so. So. Yeah. I think, I think, at this moment in time. Yeah, I, I think the right wing back is something that they've. It, 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 I mean. It'd be interesting to see how they play at Sheffield United because I don't know if there's a bit of a change of, of thinking. I mean, we've seen Nuno make slight tweaks and evolvements, and I think we've spoke before about how they could do with being a bit more, you know, kind of back themselves a bit more at times, and you know, sometimes they're perhaps a little bit too cautious when they don't need to be. I don't know whether this kind of approach lends itself to Traore just kind of having that flank. To himself, I mean that right wing back slot. I know, I know he's he's, he's not a defender, but whether he, as as good as him and Doherty were at times this season, I'm just kind of trying to delve into the thinking here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not ex- exactly saying this is the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do, but uh, just thinking Doherty and Traore for the times that they did link up last season. I think there's also times that you could say that they've perhaps got in each other's way and they were doing similar jobs and perhaps Traore's threat sometimes was nullified by him, which Doherty wanted to get into the box and things like that. Maybe there's a look at what other teams have done. Again, going back to Sevilla, but they did it so well with their full-backs just being constantly, constantly bombing up the pitch and then maybe the wingers then just kind of tuck in and be more kind of, kind of having more of a free role. Whether you see Traore's just being able to do that job on the right himself and you know maybe you know as good as Traore is I think he's better when you simplify the game for him if you say right this right flank is yours go and do your thing and take players on and get crosses into the box and it is more responsibility on his shoulders but Nuno obviously um, you know rates him very highly and he's a, he's a very good player but I, I'd just be interested to see how that pans out I still think they will get a right wing back in but I don't know if there is a bit of a just kind of a, a thinking that, you know, maybe the, that role, that right wing back, is a role that could change. Maybe it becomes more of an attacking role and, you know, we'll start to take more risks. But well, the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, it's, it's, you know, there is, as you say, still 20 days to go. I'm not blown away by the business yet. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a good start. I think they've given themselves a good footing, but I, you know, I'd still like to see a right wing back definitely because you know you, you're letting Doherty go, and you know I think the jury's out over whether Traoré can be in that role. Maybe in a tweaked role, he could be very good, but um, yeah, we just what just got to wait and see. I think is Wolves' best transfer deal yet to come. Sixteen hundred votes. Yes, say sixty-five percent. No, say thirty-five percent. So they think that the big deal is yet to come. Could that be, could that big deal could that big deal could that best deal be 
Alex Telles. <laughs> well, I think everybody on Twitter is how good it will be. I mean, um, he's got some astonishing stats. And if you're going to... I mean, Wolves, Wolves and Porter don't do a lot of business, obviously. Uh, no, no, no business whatsoever. I think they've ever spoke to each other, But, um, you know, look, if this guy's available, and I know they mentioned a couple of others, Corona's been mentioned as well, there's, there's links with him, we've heard about Paulina, and we've got all, there's all these different lads who could, who could come in. And Teles, for me, would be the one who would get me out of my seat. I'd be very excited, running around the office, couple of circles, maybe undo a couple of top buttons, you know, maybe a slight moon. He would be he would be the one who would who would get me very 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 excited. Yeah, um, he's got a great goal and assist record for a left back. I think he got twelve goals and eleven assists last season, which is a, a record that most strikers would be proud of. Um, but I, I think uh, you know we haven't heard anything that. Oh come uh, on, no, stop no, it! No, come on. Um, you know we haven't heard anything of, of substance with him yet. The same goes for for Corona. Yeah. Um, it's funny, Ebola reporting about Corona, um, <laughs> <laughs> potentially being on his way to Um But I, even Tellers, um, again, I'd love to see him at Wolves, but mm. he's not a right wing back. No. He's a left wing back. And, you know, I'd certainly take him, but I think now the, pro- the priority, priority position is a right side. And now you've got Johnny Otto to come back from injury, and that's a factor in, but he's done his ACL. And yeah. You know, six months would be a good recovery. So, could you see Otto coming back in though and, and playing right wing back? Potentially, yeah. But I think we've got to think about six six months yeah, first. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, and it's taking. And look, it's not as if you hit the ground running after six months either. Exactly. You won't see Johnny Otto properly probably until the start of next season. Well, exactly. I mean, he's a, he's a warrior. We know that. Yeah. And he's a determined character and things like that. But you know, an ACL is is pretty much. The, the, the most severe knee injury you yeah. can get so it's it's going to take you know I mean I don't doubt the Wolves' medical team but it's you know it's not going to be something that he recovers from overnight so um, yeah I'd, I'd still say right wing back and um, yeah I think that's that's the pro- that's the priority position um, yeah it's just how, how something gets done um, in, in, by, by the time the window shuts and I, I, I think I think there will be something done yeah I, I can't see them not doing anything in that position I'd, I'd be I'd be very surprised still in for Maitland Niles I mean, the situation situation hasn't really changed. I mean, not add word that it's dead in the water. I mean, a few, a few were saying it's dead, dead in the water, but you know, there, there could be a situation where Maitland Niles doesn't play the first few games for Arsenal, and kind of he's back in that situation. I think there was talk of Bellerin going. That's quite that's quietened down. So, you know, Arsenal apparently want to sell. And you've play- got Cedric there as well. Exactly, you know? they want to sell players. Um, to get the money for for Thomas Partey, that's all. That's what that's what all the talk is. So, and you've got to think that Maitland Niles is a is, is a is a saleable asset for for them. I mean, you know, he's at a good age. He's, he's especially had this England call now. I mean, Wolves may have to pay, I think, a few more million for him. But that, but by the same thing, there's there's nothing imminent on that front. But at the same time, I wouldn't rule it out completely. I wouldn't necessarily expect it, but I don't think it's. Um, dead in the water either I think that, that'll be something that they'll keep a, keep a close eye on and, he, and if there's an opportunity there why not go for it right we'll take some questions yeah. from the beautiful 7,000 people who tuned in last week amazing um, amazing 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 last you know, 14, 15,000 in the last couple of weeks absolutely superb so thank you so much for listening thanks for sticking with us hopefully if you went away for a while and then you came back during a during the, the off-season, you, you liked what you heard. Hopefully you carry on throughout the season because it's going to be a fun one, peeps. Gail Holford starts us off. Jota is a confidence player. His first goal for Portugal was huge for him. Yeah. With other options like Neto and Pedence who are proving themselves, do you think it will spur him on or hinder him? So, yeah, I mean, good point we haven't raised, Gail, is, is, that, is that obviously Jota, Jota got his debut goal for Portugal, which is fantastic, really. Yeah. And, look, we didn't see... The Jota of old last season, we saw it in, a, in two or three games, but especially after lockdown, didn't work out for him. Uh, does he? I mean, kind of damning really that in that Sevilla game that he was on the bench, yeah, and that, you was, know, it yeah. wasn't even the first substitute that that that, uh, that Nuno used after being his go-to guy for since since he since he arrived at the club. Really, um, can you see Jota 
getting another chance to be is he back up there now is he one of the main men um, and can he recover and rediscover the form that we've seen and we all know the talent that he's got well that goal was the jotter of old don't know if you've seen it, it yeah was, yeah I did yeah really took it well yeah. and he, I mean Ali watched the highlights of that game but he was he was involved in everything he was he was here there and everywhere and that's that's exactly what we want to see and you know yeah I think this these additions I mean I mean Silver being the one in, in attack, but you, you've got Neto still there. You've got yeah. Powden who had a who had a good good end to the season as well. So the analysis on Jota to step up, and, I, and, I, and he'll know that. And you know, for, even though he had a poor end to the season, he'd still be the one. You know, in in the reckoning for me for Sheffield United, definitely. I think if you're playing with Traore as a white as a right wing back. Um, uh, which I think they will do, and I, I've just got a feeling that he'll go for Finagra because we we just see that you know the new signings do take a bit to bed in, and I think the Carabao Cup game against Stoke is a is a good opportunity really to kind of bed them in. If you're playing Vinagra and Traore as the wing backs, I think at least initially you need that kind of solidity in midfield, the three man midfield of Dedonka, Martino, and Neves, and that lends itself to a front two and. Jota and Jimenez is the, is the strike pairing that works for me. I mean, tra- you know, if Traore is especially playing as a wing back, mm. you know, Powden and Neto are good players, but they're more wide players than, than the front two. So, um, and I think too early for, for Silva to come straight in. So, yeah, Jota, the onus is on him, and fingers crossed he can hit the ground running because that will have been a confidence boost for Portugal. It, it, was, a, it was a really well taken goal. Um, so, uh, Hopefully that's the start of something big for him. Another poll. Who has the best season from these four? Traore, Jota, Pudence, Neto. Uh, who won that, do you reckon, Joe? Who are the best season? Tra- who has the best season? Traore, Jota, Pudence, Neto. 1,700 votes. Traore? No, Pudence. Okay. 38%. Uh, Traore, 34%. Neto, 18%. And Jota, only 10%. Which just shows, from the fans' point of view, I think maybe the frustrations from last season. Yeah. I mean... I still think if I had to, to vote, I would still say Jota, yeah. and I'm still I've still got faith with Jota. But you know, you um, like you say with with the with the quality that they've got and the system potentially changing, there's not going to be the the long leash that that um, that he might have had in, in in past games. If he doesn't perform, let's say against Sheffield United, he might see himself find himself on the bench and maybe you know one or two behind coming on, you know coming on maybe not the first choice bench person going into Man City, West Ham and beyond. I think I think it's a good thing for him. I, I think you know he's coming into that time now. He's he's got what three seasons at Wolves under his belt now. I think this is the time for him to be really kicking on and taking on the mantle mm-hmm. and saying you know what I'm. I want to be a star. I want, here. To, I want to be a star here, yeah. and, and, and he, he has been, yeah. you know, in, in you know for for a large chunk. But I, I think he, this is the time for him to really kind of step up now, and uh, fingers crossed he does. Darren May, congratulations to Connor Cody uh, on a captain's debut for England. I was nervous for him, just like sending the kids off to their first day at big school. You all kind of, you all, yeah. everyone was kind of like a, you know, I'm not crying, you're crying, you know, kind of <laughs> thing when he when he got mentioned and when he went and when you saw him around because it was it. You kind of felt it, felt it with him, didn't you? Yeah, and uh, I, I think we said it last week. I mean, even my missus was was happy for him, and just people who were like lo- you know loosely connected with walls and football fans in general were were, were pleased for him because he's a genuine, honest lad who doesn't take these kind of opportunities for granted. He'll make the most of them, and, and that that showed in his performance. And you know, Gav Safegate was kind of. You see that bit where he's asked about Grealish? He said, oh, oh, how do you think Grealish did? He was like, well, first of all, Connie Cowdy <laughs> yeah, was excellent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is, which is quite, <laughs> That's the go-to line. Yeah, which was quite funny. Uh, you'll but, see him in the House of Commons before and before long if he loses <laughs> his England job, absolutely. <laughs> which was quite funny, but um, no, he, he's right in that Connor Cowdy was excellent. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty boring watch, but um, it, it, you know, Connor. From, from his perspective did absolutely nothing wrong uh, David Gannon if we manage to sign Jesus Corona and he plays and ravages Man City what headline would Joe write Oof, I don't write the headlines to be fair no, you don't write the headlines um, no. shock no. horror people listening in journalists don't write the headlines uh, Car- oh, I can't think oh, have a think have a think have a think write it down I'll come back to it um, right uh, George Brown says what are your overall thoughts of how the summer went for us so far gone for us so far and thoughts ahead of Sheffield United. Room, room to improve. Do you think? I think it's a good foundation. It's a good, solid foundation to build upon. But uh, I, you know, equally, if this is it, if the, if, you know, if the, the window ends tomorrow and this is all they've done, I think there is there is room for disappointment. I think that they've made a good start. 
and um, just you know, hopefully, hopefully carry on there. We've when the wing back really is, is you know, he's the priority, of course. Yeah, um, I mean they stuck the neck out on the lines, haven't they? Signing this lad for this this kind of money, signing you know a, a hardened centre back, left left back, and it doesn't work out, especially with your the Catroni and, and, and Jesus last 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 summer. Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a disaster, really. You got to think of it like that. And to be honest, I mean, I know Catroni scored a few goals since for Fiorentina, but. You know they were quite lucky to get their uh, get you know get that kind of money back on him really. Uh, so they can't afford another one like that, can they? Another summer like that? No, because the only player who hit the ground when he was the one who perhaps they didn't really expect to hit the ground when he yeah. which was Neto. Yeah. And and you know you, you you've you've bought you've bought players in there and you you I mean Jeff Shee saying uh, Vitini is a crucial and integral component of our window. I mean that that is that is quite a bold statement. Mm. So. You know, there's clearly high hopes for these for these guys. Um, they're not just coming in to, to make up the numbers, even even though they're not you know ready made sure. for the first team. They're, you know, they're expected to come in and make an impact. So uh, yeah, hopefully they do. Saw um saw Virginia and uh, and Neves have a little side by side chat the other day on on um on the old Zoom on the old Zoom as well, yeah. and and, uh, and also uh, Silver. So it's it's kind of nice as well. Anyway, and like you say, they can settle in pretty well. So that's the most important thing. Can you see someone like a Vitinha playing alongside Neves? I think as part of a three. Okay. More so as a three. I think it, it, being being the one who was further forward, just yeah. in behind. Okay. I think so. I think so. And it'd be interesting to see if they go for the three-five-two a lot. Whether somebody like a Paulinho or a Neto can play in that role as well. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think he'd be the. Similarly to how Gibbs White was the more advanced in in a midfield three, I think that's Vitinha. But they'll hopefully be an upgrade in in that position as well. Do you think there's more pressure now on Nuno for a top seven finish this season than last season now that we're without the distraction of European football? Yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough one because they haven't got the distraction of European football, but there's a, there's a few that have really strengthened around exa- them, haven't they? Exactly, and you know Arsenal have seemed to be really buying into the Arteta project and the, the, they've made, you know, I don't think their business is done, but they've signed you know two two you know defenders for big money. Um, Chelsea have signed everyone under the sun. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, City are just what they are. They're, they're fantastic. And Spurs signed a decent right wing back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, they, they've all done stuff, and mm. you've even got the likes of Everton. Everton, who, who, yeah. Who have, you know, basically bought a new midfield. So I think Southampton will be decent this season. There'll, yeah. there'll be a few knocking on the other. Are you going to do in the Premier yeah. League? I, I mean, I think there's always um, a spring for a, a surprise, and and you know the to upset that status quo even though if they if they are making signings fingers crossed it, it, it is Wolves again but um, yeah I, I think you know that all the top six are looking quite strong this year so uh, it's going to take a it's going to take a big effort Paul says if we don't get a right wing back will we adopt new formations or try and plug the hole so you kind of mentioned about Traore yeah. potentially being the person but can you see can you see him doing that on a consistent basis this season if they don't get a right wing back <sighs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think you just got to see how, how the first couple of games go. I mean, he, he could could be there and could take everybody everybody's breath away. He just he just don't know, do you? But I, I mean, in terms of change of system, I mean, you know, there was kind of you know some thought of oh, would he ever go to a four at the end of the season? I mean, by these signings, I don't think there's any any room for that. I mean, you know. Cody and Bolly and and all the other defenders, it seems still ready made for a free. Um, and with the wing backs, I mean, you know, you're talk, talking about getting a right wing back in, but you, it's um, you know, there's nobody really there that you could trust as a just as a right back, you know, in in a four really at the minute. So uh, yeah, I think it's uh, maybe just kind of slight tweaks to the to the current systems that he's got and a change in the thinking, but nothing too drastic, I don't think. Okay. Um... Let's have a look. Ba, 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 ba. A Mars Music Show. Sorry to go on about this one, but do you think by selling Doc, we have told other clubs that we are open to accepting low bids for our starting eleven? Our resolve was very was our sorry. Blah. Our resolve was very weak in keeping him. Or did Nuno actually think he wasn't good enough? P.S. Who are your favourite wrestlers? Is that, is that what he says? Yes. <laughs> um, I think the Doherty one was a was a bit of a different. Case, um, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see. But again, we talk about Mendes. I mean, he's he's part in that deal as as well. Um, and you know, the kind of seeing it is perhaps that was the time to sell him. I know it would, again, the fee for, for for me, for you, for a lot of people wasn't wasn't quite what it should have been. Um, but 
I think that was kind of the time and once he got wind of the move he wanted the move so uh, hopefully that is not a general rule of thumb that will apply to every, every transfer um, favourite wrestler favourite wrestler for you uh, I did like Jeff Hardy a lot growing up really yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting Jeff Hardy um, Edge Edge okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Edge Jeff Hardy and they like Randy Orton as well like yeah that, yeah that, very good yeah that'd probably be probably top three WWE AJ Styles as well Interesting, AJ Styles, yeah. really. I was a TNA, TNA guy back in the day. Oh, were you? Yeah, okay, yeah. six-sided okay. ring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, I've yeah. got to say, um, old school. Brett the Hitman Hart was always my absolute number one. Yeah, um, so you're 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 Hitman, not not a heartbreak kid. You're not. Sure no, I'm Hitman. Hitman, yeah, Hitman, yeah, yeah. Hitman all the way. And then uh, for, for recentish, I mean, obviously he's not really wrestling too much these days. But Triple H, hundred percent, absolutely okay. different class, different class, different gravy, different gravy. I do like the Fiend at the moment though, as well. So, yeah. uh, Freddie Evans, uh, hi Nathan, how are you feeling about the new season? And what special snacks will you have on Monday? And more importantly, uh, will we get a right wing back? And will Nuno sign his new contract? So, uh, how do you feel about the new season? Uh, I feel optimistic. I feel fine. It's it's kind of just rolled into one. So, um, I'm. Um, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit sceptical at this moment in time. I don't know quite what to expect, and I think they will need to play better than what we saw to finish off, um, finish off lockdown. I think. I know oh, they gotcha. started off great, but if they if they carry on with what they did and there's no no energy, and I think they've had enough time now. Hopefully, where you know you see a new, you see that new bounce, and they'll need that as well because you know these first two games are difficult. But make make no mistake, Sheffield United on Monday night is a difficult game. And then, of course, they've got what a lot of people see as the as the Premier League winners this year in Manchester City. So get those first two games out of the way, and then get then get a win out of those first two games. If they've got three points on the board after two, then I'll, I'll be I'll be I'll be very happy indeed. Uh, what snacks are you going to bring on Monday? Well, at this moment in time, Joe's the only one going on Monday. Um, I'm going to be from home and um, pandemic etc. So there are restrictions on journalists, uh, but hopefully, hopefully, I'm still. Uh, hopefully we might get a call uh, Monday morning. It just depends, really. Uh, but it is going to be difficult, especially with these times of, of how many games we can cover and stuff. So hopefully, if I do bring it, I'll bring I'll, I'll be bringing um bring a little salad. Maybe um maybe I'll bring you a little a little side salad as well, mate, mate, if you want. I had one in Germany. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Oh, you did have a salad. Yeah, yeah I took yeah. you to a salad shop. You did very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you enjoyed it that much. You had it before. I bought it for the game for you, so you could have it during the game. And you had it when you got back to the hotel. We just gone for a schnitzel. Yeah, and then I had me rice krispie bars at the match. No, oh, well, there you go, mate. Rice, I'll bring you a rice krispie bar. How's that? <laughs> okay. I'll bring you a Freddo, just in case Ooh, you're having a bit yeah. of a, a bit of a kick, a bit of a my, sugar. My, kick. my lucky nice. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go too crazy um, Nuno's contract few people asking uh, look at this moment in time he hasn't signed it uh, we've got a press conference with him in the next hour that might change but um, I think it's going to take a little bit of time but like you say he's in no hurry he said he's in no hurry to do that um, I think is, is it recruitment dependent do you feel Joe or do you think that you know it's just you know he's only just got back obviously the season kicks off he's had no there's no pre-season games so, so to speak for Wolves mm. so let's just get the ball running let's get into the season then we can sit down and, and really you know have a, have a proper chat and see where we're going with this yeah maybe maybe they'll do it at the end of the window really um, again I've said, I've said it before I don't see a, a, a huge obstacle as to him staying I, I still think there's unfinished business and there's still a lot of potential for this team and you know I want to be kind of making a go for a piece of silverware I'd love to see him have an FA Cup run this season and you know try and go all the way in that uh, right the wrongs of uh, Wembley a couple of years back so um yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I, I won't be... I mean, as, as more time goes on as he hasn't signed yet, I understand that there is, you know, kind of um, worry and anxiousness. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd imagine, it, as I've said all along, that it'll, it'll get done. Get done. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything imminent on that front at the minute. Poker Drum, have you ever eaten 100% chocolate wrapped... In organic mejul date. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Chocolate. No, what's a mejul? A mejul date. Oh, a date's a delicious. You know what a date before? Do you need them when you? Do you have them when you need the loo? Well, I mean, you, you can have them, but they're a delicious snack. Mm. Um, almost like a caramel consistency. Uh, if you get good mejul, if you get if you get ones that are a little bit crispy and then crunchy, you don't want them. You want you want soft. Bite in, just be careful because they obviously have got a pip in them unless they've been de-pipped. But delicious. You have two or three of them with a cup of tea. It'll fill you right up. Yeah, really I, good. Have I told you to just don't do fruit, though? No, you haven't done that, but it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I just don't do fruit. Like, unless like, yeah, I bet you do. I bet it's just because you don't... You haven't tried... Like, 
a good peach. You can't be a good peach in the summer. No. Why have a peach when you can have a like a like a Mars bar or something? But a plum. Uh, again, Maltesers. Delicious pear. Uh, packet of McCoys. A goat. A goat. A goat. So moving on to David Evans' question. Uh, it says, there's always a debate on who the goat is in football, um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, but uh, but can you tell me what breed of goat is the goat of goats, Joe Edwards? The goat of goats. Bit- who is the goat of goats? Billy what Go- breed? Billy Goat Gruff. Billy Goat Gruff. What's that? Is it? What is it? What's the? Um, what's, how does it go? Billy Goat Gruff. Oh, I don't know. Come on. No. You're, I... just, you're just out of preschool, man. No. I... Preschool, your your Americanisms. Um, no, I'm not a clue. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of the of, of the boa goat or the salmon goat. I would say the American pygmy is one of my favourites. The Nigerian dwarf goat, alpine goats up there. Uh, who else? I mean, just off the top of my head, the Kiko goat, uh, the Angora goat, uh, the fainting goat, of course. Uh, Wikipedia is a is a fine thing. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, um, but yeah, lots of goats. The the Japani goat, the beetle, or, the Kinder goat, or the Jao Matinho. the Jao Matinho. <laughs> or the or, or the best one of the lot, the curried goat. <laughs> Delicious. Um, right, let's go on more. Paul Mansell, uh, I don't think Nuno will ever shift from playing three at the back, but do you think he's looking for something different this season, a different style to evolve the team? Yeah, I just think it's maybe that those wing-backs being more attacking. Um, well, I know you couldn't really get much more attacking than Doc, but just maybe that role changing and perhaps it doesn't have to be such a defensively-minded player in that position, but we'll see. Andrew Hill, when are you going to give my shop Wolverhampton Trophy Centre a shout-out for engraving your cup while you waited? Absolute shout-out, Wolverhampton Trophy Centre. Get yourself down. Any engravings, any shields, any medals, any cups, any trophies. Wolverhampton Trophy Centre is the place to be. How's that? Yeah, I've got another another career in the old uh, QVC shopping channel, Joe. You've probably been on it, eh? You before. <laughs> probably have. I probably have, actually. Can't be that when you waited coming at three in the morning bidding on stuff. That or the old roulette. You, don't tell me you've not gone on Channel 5 wasted at 1am and just watched and said oh I don't, I don't want money on that I don't want money on that no not really no no, no you're, you're more babe station aren't you to be fair <laughs> uh, <Wow>. Matt Lake <laughs> Matt Lake uh, is it a possibility that Nuno contract extension is heavily dependent on Wolves' success in the upcoming season so a lot of people say you know can it be is Nuno going to kind of like wait and see could he wait till like Christmas and see if you know if they're in the top four top five top six then then I'll sign but if this is a bit of a disaster then I don't want my stock to fall uh, let, let, let's jump ship <laughs> it's quite a heavy question, but yeah, I, I, I think relaxed about it. And again, I just I, I don't see unless something drastic happens that that to, to to prevent it from happening. To be honest, but yeah, that, that's that's where I'm at really. Simon Bede, how many goals will Silver score this season? Um, seven. Seven. Okay, interesting. Um, in fact, I did a little poll on on Wolves this season, Joe, and I said, where do you think they'll finish? I said first to fourth, yeah, fifth to sixth, seventh to eighth, yeah, or ninth and below, yeah. Um, what do you think the uh, favourite is? Uh, seventh to eighth. The favourite is when I can get it. Seventh to eighth, forty-eight percent. Yeah. Fifth to sixth, thirty-five percent. 13% say ninth or below and the top four four percent. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's about fair. Yeah, I think so too. I think I can see him finishing seventh or eighth again. I can. Yeah. And, um, and if they're lucky break into the well, if they if they really put a run together break into the top six, but yeah. Um we're not gonna before we go on to Sheffield United, and thank you very much for your questions this week and sorry if we didn't get uh, get through to them. Just quickly, there was okay. one about um, asking if uh, the Portugal travel corridor affects potential okay, yeah, signings from yeah. there. It, it's um Elite player exemption is what I understand it. So they did go from one bubble towards his bubble. And, yeah. And as long as they have the tests and they're fine, then they're, they're, they're free to join. So Great. It's, it's exactly what we've seen with, with Silver and and um, Vitinha. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the travel corridor, yeah, it doesn't accept, doesn't affect. But it, some people are saying, oh, well, we couldn't sign Corona or we couldn't sign whoever, you know, from Portugal because of it. But no, I don't think it changes anything. Great stuff. Um, before we get on to... Um 
onto Sheffield United. We'll, we'll be doing the podcast next Friday, I think. We'll be. I'm going to try and do it after the uh, after the Carabao Cup game. Yeah. On Thursday night against Stoke, uh, which we think we'll see plenty of changes, and the I guess the whole bench who don't play will, will be starting on uh, on Thursday night. We talked about um, how they see the Carabao Cup this year. And I think if the Europa, Europa, Europa League slot was available... Then they'd go for it. Then they'd go for it. But it is not. No. They've got this tertiary European competition that I don't think, I might be wrong, anyone will want to be in next season, uh, really. Um, do you do you sack it? Not, I'm not going to say sack it off, but do you play very much a young side um, until they go out and see how they do? Or would you play it and say, look, it's a trophy... It's a it's a it's a cup trophy. Let's go and win it. Uh, let's get a cup to 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 Wolverhampton Wanderers' name. I'm leaning more towards play some of the fringe players and the new players and some of the young players um, because this Europa Conference League. What you got to remember with that is even if you win the Carabao Cup, you're not getting like a group stage place. No. So it's all just like playoff rounds and like stuff like that and one-off ties and things like. that. it make. I mean, yeah. Okay, we'd like to be in Europe, but playing like Benny Dorma way. Uh, but it's just stuff. It's playing. I don't know. That's not going to keep any players, is it? No, teams from the Faroe Islands yeah. or TNS or you know, yeah. with all due respect. Yeah, you know, it's not the the incentive, you know, for, for players really to kind of cling cling on to. Um, so I think it's a perfect opportunity, Stoke anyway, to to get these new lads in, Marcel, Silva, uh, Vitinha. And I think it's an opportunity as well to Neto perhaps, and people like that. Yeah, as well. and perhaps one or two get them in the shop window. I mean, obviously, you know, Bennett's still on the books at the minute, and I'd, I'd imagine that even though he's training with the first team, that, Bonatini. Well, maybe in the squad, you know, you know what I mean. I don't think he'd perhaps start, but it's just kind of reminded that you know, reminding the p- people that these players are here, and you know, if you want them, here they are. Kind Sanderson. Of thing. Sanderson, that's an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, he's still training with the first team at the minute. Um, I mean, no. you can see him going on. I mean, the Wolves can wait as long as they want for that until a week after the actual well, deadline. Yeah, and then the you championship, go championship window ca- carries on. Yeah. So, but yeah, that that's another thing. I mean, if he, you know, kind of has a good display in that, maybe there's more potential loan suitors who'll say yes, we'll play him mm-hmm. every week. Mm-hmm. No questions asked. So, uh, I think it, it is an opportunity to get some of the fringe players in and say, you know, it's an opportunity for you to impress, especially for Tinia and Silva and Marcel, the new signings. And uh, yeah, I, he's not going Monday, Thursday, Monday after the, after what they've just had and playing I, full strength. I, is I, it? I don't think so, especially when you've got Man City the game afterwards. Um, it just, you know, Nuno is. It has not prioritised the Carabao Cup, um, you know, for better or worse, over the past past few years, and I've, you know, I really struggled to see that change. Right, Sheffield United Monday night, Joe. Um, give me your team. How, how are you? How are you thinking they're going to line up, and, and how do you think the game is going to go? Sheffield United pretty much are going to be as expected, aren't they? Obviously, they've got I the new so. keeper in Ramsdale. Uh, but apart from that, you know exactly what you're going to get with Sheffield United. Probably McBurney, maybe Sharp might play up front as well. Lundstrom will be in midfield. You know, Egan kind of holding things together at the back. But you know exactly what you're going to get with them. You're going to get your overlapping centre-backs and they're going to be a difficult game, whatever. Um, and they're going to be up for it. And they've also had a bigger break and they've had a longer break and they've probably been together a lot longer with the inter- recent internationals. So, look, Wolves are going to have to play well to go and win this game. Uh, what kind of formation do you think Nuno selects to win the game? And also, do you think would a draw be a good result? I think there's probably just going to be about one goal in it because it's always tough against Sheffield United. I, I'd, personally, I'd go a 3-5-2. Um, I just think you could do with Dendonka's legs in, in the middle of the park. Uh, you know, they play they play a 3-5-2. Uh, they play, you know, these marauding wing-backs in, in, in Bulldog and Stevens. I mean, they've, they've brought Lowe and Bogle from Derby, but I, I, I'd imagine that they'll still be the two that play. And if you've got Vinagra and Traore as the wing-backs, I think you just need that, that midfield cover to, to come in and then be, be more compact when you're out of possession. Um, I mean, I think the one signing that could come in is Marcel. I mean, whether it be for Vinagra or Saiz, again, until he plays and he gets selected in a certain position, it's hard to know where he's going to exactly play. Um, but... With Nuno's track record of bedding in new signings um, fairly slowly, I think the only ones you've really seen slotting straight away are the big names like mm. Jimenez, Martinez, mm-hmm. Patricio that have gone. You know, players who have been there and kind of you know they've got that track record. Um, but 
Marcel is the one, maybe, but I, I, I'm still leaning towards Vinagre, Vinagre at that left wing back uh, slot. Um, Traore at right wing back, the usual back three, mm-hmm. obviously, the, the, the you know, Patricio in gold, and then Neves, Matinho, and then Duncan in midfield. And I think Matinho uh, is a player that Wayne didn't need towards the end of last season, yeah, yeah. He, he, understandably, given all the games he has got, but uh, he, that he played. But. Um, you know, even after such a short break, I think maybe just get Dendonka's legs in there because he, he, he runs so much and closes down and maybe doesn't have the same influence on the ball. But I think he's proven that he's you know still a very important cog in this side. And um, then you've got Jimenez and uh, Jota as the front. So that's the way that I would go personally. But equally, it could be a 3-4-3. Three, three, but um, we'll just have to wait and see. Right. Joe, first one. Of the season. It's Sheffield United. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers. Can we have a prediction? Pleasure. 1 0 Wolves. Why? 1 0 Wolves. 1 0 Wolves. And a Diago Jota winner. Oh, I love that. I love that. I'm going to say Sheffield United 1, Wolverhampton Wanderers 1. And that wouldn't be the end of the world. It would not be the end of the world. That'd be fine. Do you know what is the end of the world? Don't know. We're finishing the podcast. Oh, end of the world. Not, not only for this week, we're back next week. We'll see you on Friday. Well, we'll have two games to discuss. Hopefully two wins on the board, Joe. Uh, you never know. Uh, maybe maybe a signing. Let's go crazy. Let's, let's, let's go crazy. Um, good luck, mate. Hopefully see you on Monday. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. From me, from Joe. Take care. Bye-bye.